Hey everybody, this is Issa Cosette, and you are listening to Issa's Way, your favorite podcast that you didn't know existed, you didn't know you needed, but we are so glad you're here. And this week, we are wrapping up this wonderful year of our first year of podcasting. Woo, shout out to me, shout out to my guests, and shout out to you wonderful listeners to putting up with my vessel where people can celebrate themselves and celebrate their accomplishments. And I think it's beautiful because what started off as a journey where I thought I would only focus on spirituality, identity, and poetry, I have been able to celebrate others. And in celebrating themselves, um, I think we celebrate ourselves. And I think that's important because a lot of times, especially in my studies, we are reading and analyzing and just idolizing a lot of things and hard work that people who have passed have done and I also think it's very important for us to acknowledge those around us because we are surrounded by great elders and our peers as well are doing wonderful things and so I think that's one of the beautiful things about my podcast is that I'm constantly trying to help people find their light because wonderful people have helped me find mine which lets me shine throughout this darkness that sometimes we find ourselves in and as we close the year I kind of just want to reflect on I guess maybe the past decade of my life and all of the wonderful accomplishments that I have um, just done and I just can't wait until 2020 because um, I know God has as he always has had just I just know he's about to blow my mind because every year it's just like okay lord this is what i want this is what i'm gonna work for and he's like but i got something better so i hope that you guys or i encourage you guys to write down your goals and what you want for your 2020 and just maybe your next 10 years and start planning out your future and just see how god will take your ideas your dreams and multiply it so really have that faith to be able to envision and manifest greatness okay wow 2019 was a hell of a year (laughs) in the beginning of this year i lost my grandmother kula tolbert who was more than amazing and i don't think i realized how amazing she was until she passed and this goes back to just celebrating those around you while they're still here and she was loved and appreciated and through her passing and being able to go to Liberia for the first time I think that was a great awakening for myself to just kind of refocus and realign my purpose of healing my purpose of writing my purpose you know to traveling right because when I first started at 21 years old those were my three things that I wanted to focus on so or what do you want to do with your life? And those were always those things that I said. I wanted to travel the world, write poetry, and help people. And so in helping, I realized that healing is definitely a way. And through my writing and through people's writings and poetry and life, hopefully they'll find healing too. Yeah, in her passing, um, it just pushed me. And I just propelled. Oof, and I've, I've been able to be published and my poetry have been published i'm so excited about that i know it sounds so simple but it's something that for me who has been writing for quite a long time and i never really had enough courage to publish i'm i'm blessed that richard george's and local magazine published me and i will never forget being on the plane <laughs> coming from columbia and crying when i seen that my poems had gotten accepted and those poems were about my grandmother so being published with them was more than exciting i even got to meet him 
in St. Croix this year at a conference. Shout out to Richard Georges. If you haven't read his work, definitely cop that. His new book, Epiphania, is amazing and just dealing with a lot of topics that I'm trying to, you know, work with in my life. It just resonated well, so I just encourage you guys to try to check that his work out going back to 2018 that's when i started grad school i am a doctoral student at the university of puerto rico rio piedras campus in the english department where i am a caribbean literature and language scholar it's so crazy wow i am a scholar it's funny because when i first started my journey in academia and well my master's really because i don't think i really realized what this establishment really was or what academia really meant until I started graduate school because you know I think undergraduate we have a lot of other things that we're kind of focused on and we're also trying to find our ways and so starting my PhD and getting married in 2018 definitely helped me realize that I'm grown and I'm no longer uh, allowed to just wait for the world to make something happen for me and I have to make it shake for myself so those though this journey has not been easy I'm grateful to meet wonderful people in my studies I'm grateful to have a husband who supports me and my travels and my passions that allow me to be great because of being in a healthy environment I have just grown into this woman that I think young me would have even imagined so that's just mad cool um in 2017 you all know i was still living in puerto rico and i like many others survived hurricane maria and irma and that's the same year where i graduated my master's from la UP, where i focused my master's thesis was about mommy water in nigerian um texts one by lichia mandi the concubine and eferu by flora wapa really great novels and that experience of dealing with spiritualities or african spiritualities which startled some of my family and sometimes myself <laughs> but it helped me have a better understanding of spirits of religions of the different different ways that people practice and find themselves through whomever they believe yo shout out to 27 was like yeah it was like shaky but we made it <laughs> 2016 that was the year I think I traveled the most in my life I traveled a lot this year too but anyway 2016 that's the year where I went to Africa for the first time I went to Ghana and I studied there where we I really got to do a lot of um research for my mommy water thesis I went to Morocco Spain France Barbados Cuba and Jamaica that year is that the year yeah, I think that was the year that I hadn't, I had moved to Puerto Rico in 2015, so I'm kind of moving ahead of myself right now. I moved to Puerto Rico and started grad school in Hispanic studies, remember, not English literature, not Caribbean literature, because ever since I was a teen, I've always been obsessed with Latinx culture. I thought moving to Puerto Rico was it, you know, and I figured the only way to learn Spanish is obviously to study it. Yeah, you might should have done some more research before that. But either way, I was talking to my advisor this week and she reminded me that back in, I think, 2017 at a strike, I read this poem called Thoughts of an Afro Gringa. Um, I think I might even read that poem tonight. Um, 
where I wrote that back in 2015 and that inspired my transition to the English department because one of my professors told me about the Caribbean studies major and um in that I think I found myself because not only just having this admiration for another culture and cultures I think being a first generation that is something that I just am attracted to because I'm not even though I was born and raised in America I have been around many people who are from wonderful places around the world so when I got to the English department and I was able to read and understand better than I did in Hispanic studies um that feeling of self-discovery and awakening um just changed me man just being Puerto Rico has always changed my life and it's been a struggle (laughs) but a beautiful struggle and um here I'm making it man wow I even damn I don't know I the last four going to five years of my life um what what is something that I can take from it I would say to all of you who are trying to find your way don't settle and don't try to fit in to society standards or your friends or your family standards of what they think is good for you do what you want and what you feel and you are motivated to do because I know there are so many things that were said about me about being as crazy and what um, about chasing my dreams and there were times where I felt like I didn't have that support but just knowing that this was for me for me for me and not for anybody else it kept me focused and I definitely had gotten a good support system to help me live this crazy life so you remember when I was telling you guys you guys have to find your way that's it um, back in 2014, y'all, I graduated from college five years ago at Valdosta State University. I was an interdisciplinary studies major where I focused in creative writing, Spanish, and ESOL education. Before I switched to becoming an interdisciplinary major, um, I always viewed the world as, okay, there's only one way to do things, one way, one way. But changing my major after studying abroad in Puerto Rico helped me realize that there's many ways to accomplish a goal. We just have to work around things. So, shout out to VSU. Wow, my God, so much has happened. Wow, in 2013, I studied abroad. I left the mainland for the first time ever. And I was 21 years old. What an eye awakening, life changing, culture shocking five months of my life. (laughs) I'm not the same girl that I was six years ago when I came, but I'm happy that I've stuck on this journey. And I'm also happy I'm not as wild and crazy. I don't think my body could even function now doing half the shit I did when I was younger. We thank God for those prayers. <laughs> so in 2012, I locked up. Yes, I decided that I didn't... Well, I've been natural for some years. And most of y'all really don't know, even though I'm a really hardworking individual, I'm motherfucking lazy. I don't really like to do much. I like to, you know what I'm saying, think smart, not hard. That's me. So <laughs> I decided to lock my hair up because I was just tired of the natural life and... 
at the end of the day, I always knew what well, I always knew. I wanted to have long locks, and so I figured, why wait till your hair gets longer? Just do that shit now. And look at me, seven years later, my locks go past my bra strap. Right now, they're still um, wrapped up because I like when my hair is curly. But we in there swinging. Ooh, but that was a tough transition for me as well because I used to always be the girl with the weaves and the wigs because my cousins and my aunties did hair, so I was never lacking until they decided to move. <laughs> anyway, so since I locked up, I think my life changes, and it's funny because I'm not one of those holistic, natural girls who are, you know, power to those people. You know, I'm just not about that life, though I'm very low-key and a simple girl there is bougie things in me and i blame my mother i was raised in selva but i went to grayson and you know look up grayson georgia <laughs> it is funny because every time i go back home i'm like where are these black people came from but it's cool i used to think in high school that there had to be like an ad in new york that was saying y'all move to grayson bring y'all black asses down here because it's too much white people or something in 2011, I moved into my first apartment in Valdosta, Georgia. Wow, 633 was the place to be in the Grove. We thought we was really out there doing something. You know what I'm saying? With the potluck Sundays, with my favorite punch. You didn't know what was going on. Oh, wow. The Grove. Oh my God, Valdosta. But shout out to them girls who held me down when a girl didn't know what to do with herself. And we was popping. So everybody who started off in the Grove and now back in Atlanta or elsewhere, just doing your damn thing, big ups to you. Because we survived. We're surviving. We doing a damn thing. In 2010, um, I graduated from Grayson High School in Loganville, Georgia, which I still don't understand because it's crazy, right? I live in Snellville, or my mother lives in Snellville, right? And because the way the bus route was set up and they didn't want them to go on like 78 or some nonsense, like I went to Grayson and my other cousin who lived in Snellville went to South. And so I always think how different my life probably would have been, no shade, maybe a little bit, um, to South Glen High School. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the extra 15 minutes. Um, and shit, now the scenic highway and all that stuff is being, it's just too much traffic. That's another reason why I don't come home. Not just because I just don't like the cold and nothing like that, but like, well, so congested. Anyway, I graduated from Grayson. That's when Issa Baby was a thing. Issa Baby. Couldn't tell me nothing. Oh man, BBC Club. Oh, I miss my babies. I think I did everything at Grayson. I was a basketball manager, a volleyball manager. I was on the step team. I worked at Coldstone. I volunteered like everywhere in the city. I was a pretty active high school student. And that's why my ass is so lazy now. And I will never push my children to do as much as I did. But I'm also grateful that my mom made sure that we were very active students and we were involved and we were aware and I think that also allows me to move around the world how I do now. In 2009, I cut my hair. You know, that's back when the Rihanna short haircut was the ish and everybody did that. So that's what I did. And I felt like I was changing my life. And it's interesting because recently I've been considering cutting my hair um, just for a new change, you know. But just kidding, I'm not going to do that because I can... I would be upset. And I also envision myself of being this when I'm older, much older. 
an old wise lady with my long locks and just full of wisdom and the kids come and sit on by my knee and I just tell them stories of when I was a young wild and free I'm probably still gonna be old wild and free just not that much energy um back in the dizzy but it's 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 a blessing to just think somewhat of the last 10 years I'm not reflecting and saying what I learned or what I didn't learn. I'm just telling y'all boys that in the next 10 years, it'll be full of more fun memories and greatness. Anyways, I'm about to share the poem that I found, um, that I read. I'm probably going to want to change it later, but anyway. I haven't read this poem in years. So, Thoughts of an Afro-Gringa by Issa Cosette. At first, I wanted to call it a black man. But when I think about it, Puerto Rico es una mujer negra. Puerto Rico is more than rice and beans, palm trees and beaches, ron y cervezas. Puerto Rico is the black woman who has to fight daily to show her doubters the truth. Puerto Rico is one of the hardest working women but gets half of los beneficios. She's the woman who lost her children to the streets, cocaina y capitalismo. Let's call it a modern-day genocide. Just like how they're killing blacks afuera, slowly but surely they're killing us all. Call her Aldofina. Call her Lolita. Call her Harriet, cause she tubs men from below and carries them in sus hombros. She breastfeeds life into bodies and buries seeds to a harvest. A good harvest, like a strong cup of café, like the variations of skin tones. Call her a rainbow. Call her a strong black woman. Call her inteligente, courageous, étnica. Call her Puerto Rico. Y'all pray and put it out there. Let's manifest that. Some publishing house will publish my books of poetry. Real soon, real, real soon. But in the meantime, I am on my way to celebrate the end of this year with my family, with my friends, and with my wonderful husband as we travel, as you travel, as you enjoy the holidays. Please be safe, please enjoy, and please remember that you are more than enough, that you are amazing, that you have everything that you needed to accomplish whatever your heart desires you can stay in touch with me at Issa Cosette on Instagram Twitter and Facebook to stay updated what we have coming for next year is going to be great but in the meantime y'all stay blessed I'll see you on 2020